All right, welcome to class, everybody. We're kind of uh, spanning two types of classes today because we didn't have class yesterday. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about technique and vibes, and then we should uh, play around the table a little bit uh, at that point as well, I think. So we're looking at the tune Duncan McGinnis this week. Duncan McGinnis is a great tune because it's so easy, right? Like there's really not very much that's hard about this tune, right? I mean, you know, a uh, piece of cake, nothing really that can go wrong. And uh, this is what everybody plays in the solo competitions because it's so easy. Uh, but of course I'm saying all this because my experience is that this tune is uh, just as difficult as most other tunes. And uh, like a lot of two four marches, one of the things that makes it so difficult is the variety of different embellishments that are in the tune. Okay, embellishments are really difficult uh, aspects of playing bagpipes. And the more that you mix in, the more bandwidth you need to have in your brain to be able to pull this off. Okay, and so the, the more you have in there, the less likely it is to go well. Does that make sense to everyone? Um, technically, we're supposed to talk about scale navigation today, but I think it'll it's going to be maybe we're going to look at it more from an embellishment standpoint. Nothing is easy in piping. Well, and, you know, I think that's really, really true. And, uh, you know, if anything was easy, it was like last week's tune, Troy's Wedding. Um, and you can actually see that come out in the scores um, because people did pretty well last week with the Troy's Wedding recordings, right? That tune is actually fairly straightforward and easy. Uh, sure, there's the third part that's famous and it makes the uh, it makes the tune seem like it's a difficult, fancy tune. But really, all in all, we didn't have very many embellishments and we didn't have very many expression points. We didn't have any, right? Like jigs don't really contain a lap ASAP. And so the actual number of fundamentals we had to be able to achieve at any one time was fairly limited. Now, in Duncan McGinnis... It's true. It's easier than other 2-4 marches might be, uh, but it's still really difficult because uh, we can see all five of our core fundamentals are utilized pretty often in this tune, right? Obviously, anytime you change notes, you have scale navigation to worry about. We always have basic rhythm to worry about and to think about. We always have grace note quality. Um, and then in this tune, we have a lot of different types of embellishments, okay? And it's the different types that concerns me, right? We've got a grip, and then a D-throw, and then some standard doublings, okay? Then we got a D-throw, then we got a burl at the end of the part, and then we also have a G-grace-noted burl to begin the second part, okay? All of that stuff has to be good, or else the tune's going to suffer for it. And then we have a few... A-lap, ASAP moments where we need to be able to execute the dot and the cut as a piper should, which is maximizing the between the two. All right, so um, so this tune can be quite accessible, but you have you do have to be able to cover all of your fundamental bases for this to go well, right?
and then the famous B pickup into the G grace on the burl at the beginning of the second part. In my opinion, one of the worst parts of bagpipe music history. Not only is it extremely difficult to play, it doesn't sound good either. And then a low G into a G grace on the burl. And then, um, I don't know if this is supposed to be different on purpose, uh, but it definitely, definitely represents two possible ways to play this. So the other way would be... Now, I really like the third part. The third part is very cleverly written and, and kind of gets back to actually having some melody, right? fourth part I like as well. Maybe without a crossing noise. do it well it could be good but man this tune is just every time I hear it it's massacred uh, and why why is it that every time I hear this tune it's massacred that's a question for you it's a question for the audience that's right Sally that's right people think it's easy <laughs> and John yes subsequently the fundamentals are butchered it's it, it might not be overconfidence, um, but yeah, like this is the tune people pick when they start competing, okay? And um, a lot of times when we start competing, we're not really ready to do the uh, the fundamentals the right way. So the next thing, the next thing let's review together is what's the best way to learn a tune? I think, as I recall, there are five steps that make a lot of sense. What's, what's step one 
to being able to learn a tune? Or like, what's the best step one to learning a tune? Thoughts? Good. I don't mind that. I don't mind when people say know the melody. Although, if you don't know the melody, um, if you don't know the melody and we're just getting it off the page, um, I, I would recommend starting with just clapping or tapping the rhythm. Yeah. And I like that Tom says you could sing the rhythm because you can. So um, we want to start with the monotone of the tune. Okay. But let's take it one step further. How do we, how do we learn to sing the monotone of the tune? Find the beats. Well, where I'm going with this is, um, let we, we're going to use the tune building process at each step, along each step of the way here. All right. So to learn the rhythm of the tune, we're going to start with bar one. Okay. Let's just kind of, I don't have my metronome. I left my phone upstairs, but we're just going to wing it. Okay. This is just an illustration. Okay. So um, as a matter of fact, you could do your own metronome with your hand or something while you sing the rhythm. So the first bar, what's the first bar of the tune building process? Well, you could play the pickup if you want. Sometimes it makes a lot of sense. Here it seems kind of optional to me, but let's do it for good measure. And then we play the first bar. And then there's one important thing to remember about the first bar, which is we are going to sing it all the way to the first melody note of the next bar. Why is that so important? Well, it gives us the continuity we need, and it also gives us an overlap point to make a Venn diagram with the next bar for later. Okay, so the first thing we'll do is to start to learn this tune. And again, Sally said it would be helpful to know the melody first. I agree with you. But let's pretend we don't, right? We're just going to sing the monotone first. Okay, so take out everything. We're just going to sing the big notes. So that goes like this. Unda, da 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 That's the rhythm of the first bar. Sing it with me. Ready and go. Um, ba, ba, da, ba, ba. And you can, you know, just use the syllable da, and that should get you everything that you need. Ready and go. Da. Da, 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 da. That's good. That's how I prefer to do the monotones. It's just with the letter, the letter da. Ready? And go. Da, 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 da. Now, if you have a metronome, you can go ahead and use that. But I actually, if you could do this, it could be really helpful as well. Okay? Da, 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 da. Notice how the, it's not da, 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 da. Notice it's not that because why not put the A lap ASAP in from the beginning? Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Sometimes snapping can get tiresome, so you could just do it with your pen. Da, 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 da. Now, let's do, the, let's do the second bar, which is everything in the second bar plus the first main melody note of the third bar, okay? Next one goes like this. Ready and go and da, 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 da. Sound familiar? Ready and go and da, 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 da. And go and da, 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 
Yeah, everybody, everybody follow me here, how I'm singing the monotone rhythm of the tune. Okay, everybody here ready for bar three? Give me a G if you're ready for bar three. Okay, anybody who wrote a G needs to check themselves before they wreck themselves because G is the wrong answer. We're not ready for bar three yet. What's the absolutely essential thing we must do once we have done bars one and bars two? If you have a mirror in your room, look look into that mirror or any reflective surface and say, bad boy or girl, as the case may apply. Bad, very bad. I should have known not to fall for that. And every time Andrew teaches the tune building process, he plays that exact same trick. Very bad. Okay, we're not ready for bar three yet. Now we're gonna practice bars one and two put together. Okay, until it's so easy, we, we feel like we don't even have to think about it anymore. That's how you know you're ready to move on. Okay, so let's do that. Ready and go. Da, 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 da. It's really interesting when you do put them together, now you can see there's a clear relationship between the two. They're the same rhythm. Ready and go. Da, 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 da. Da and go. Um, pop, but up, pop, but up, but and go. Pop, but up, but but up, but Easy, right? Now, are we ready for bar three? Yes. Okay, bar three. Bar three is really difficult. It goes like this. But, 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 and go. for bar four? Sure. Ready? And go. And da. But up. Bop. Bop. And go. And long. Short. Even. Even. Regular. And go. And bop. But up. Bop. Bop. Okay. Everybody ready now to put three bars three and four together. Ready? And go. And bop. 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 But up, pop, pop, and go, and up, pop, 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 but up, pop, pop, and go, and up, pop, 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 but up, pop, pop. Now, what will happen, the more you do this, is you'll you'll get this segment to the point where you're honestly not really thinking about it anymore and it's just happening, okay? That's a good indicator that you've started to push a lot of the a lot of these processes into your subconscious, right? Like if you have the time and space to think about how bored you are, but the content still comes through correctly, exactly the way you want, uh, that's a good sign. Okay, so make sure you do each of these chunks until you start to feel bored. Good? So, all right, shall we move on to the next phrase? Everybody ready? Am I frozen? I'm not frozen. Janet says, no, I'm not ready. <clears throat> I'm not frozen. Okay, 
So the answer is, of course, we're not ready for the next phrase yet because we should do the whole line put together a, a bunch of times. Okay, ready and go. Bup, bup, but up, bup, bup, but up, bup, 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 bup. That's our first line. Let's do it together again. Ready and go. Bum, bup, but up. Okay, any questions? Just do that a whole bunch of times until you're feeling good about it. This may seem tedious, but we've really only been doing it a couple minutes. And this is that we're laying the real foundation for our tune. Okay, now, what do we notice about phrase three? Bar one is completely recycled, okay? Bar one is exactly the same as the above, and bar two is very, very close. So uh, we don't have to practice bar by bar here. Let's just do the whole phrase rhythmically. Ready, and go, and da, ba da, ba, ba, ba da, ba, ba. And ready, go, ba, ba da, ba, ba, ba da. And ready, go. Okay? And now let's do the ending phrase. All right, uh, let's do bar seven. Ready? And go. And and ready, go. And ready, go. And ready, go. And ready, go. I'm just adding in bar eight because it's so simple. Bar seven and eight together now. Ready? And go. And. Okay, now, are we ready to do the whole part? Not quite. We should do our due diligence and practice line two all the way through at least a few times. Okay, one, two, ready, go. One more time. Okay, let's do the first part repeated twice through rhythm only from the top to the bottom of the part because this is the final step of our tune building process. One, two, ready, and go.
ba, ba, da, ba, ba. Good? Everybody good? Does anybody feel more comfortable with the rhythm having done that than they did before they began? Talk to me. Tell me how that experience was. Good. How many people actually do this when they are confronted with a new piece of music? How many people already did this before today leading up to this class because it's the right thing to do? Nope. They actually did this in the tune building format, the correct way. Dick has been doing it more since I joined the dojo. Uh, don't be a fool. Stay in rhythm school. The tune building format is the way to go. Camille already knows this tune. Good. Tom already did it. That's good. Okay. So, you know, there's a million reasons why this is a good first step to do. Do I do this? No. I don't. Um, but at the same time, I can look at most tunes and be able to play it with really high, you know, like really good fundamental skill. I could, I could usually just sight read it. Um, but until you get to that point, this is such a great first step, okay? Because we, get, we can get all the rhythms straight. We can start to, you know, teach our brain how the tune's going to go rhythmically, right? We're building that foundation. But at the very least, let's pretend you're already good at rhythm, you know? You're already good. Like, I'm really good at it. Um, even if you're already good at it, and this step seems perhaps a bit redundant, it's still an amazing warm-up to get yourself in the groove, to get yourself feeling the music, okay? Um, and we, we focused on just one thing at a time there, okay? Now, now that we've done that, what's the next thing that we're going to do? John says we're going to be, we're going to add melody. What do you mean? Be more specific. John Burns says, add melody, multitonal. Lou says, play notes only. Playing notes only would be a huge mistake at this point. All right. Adding the notes adds in a whole bunch of complexity that we're not ready for yet. Let's, put, let's pretend we wanted to add just a single thing in. I agree melody should come next, but we're not going to play the melody. What are we going to do? What's the right way to do it? Good. The right way to do it is to sing it. Now, let's pretend we're not good at sight reading and we, we can't just sing these notes out of the middle of nowhere. What do we do to give ourselves some reference to start with? What do we do? Like, let's, let's say we can't, we're, maybe we're not ready to just sing these notes perfectly out of the middle of nowhere. What do we do? Good. This is what those reference recordings are for. The reference recordings are to give us a clue how it should go. Now, if you want to go really granular with it, you could do what Sally's been doing, which is to sort of chop the recordings up into her own tune building videos, which is pretty cool. Um, or you could, you could just kind of listen to it a bunch of times to kind of get it in your head. You could scroll back and forth on your player, like whatever you need to do. But that is what gives you all the evidence you need for how the tune actually needs to go. Oh, everybody understand? Okay, so, and then once, once you, you sort of have your bearings, then we're gonna do the tune building process again, okay? And we're gonna do the rhythm again, but we're also gonna add in the melody on top. So the first bar now goes like this. Um, ba, ba, da, ba, ba. That's the first one we do. Bum, ba, da, bum, 
That's our uh, melody. Do it with me. Ready and go. Bum bum. Ba bum bum and go. Bum bum. Ba dum bum bum and go. Bum bum. Ba dum bum bum. By the way, the other thing you could do if you didn't have recordings is you could just play the notes. Right? To get it in your head. You could do that. And then now we just add the rhythm to it. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 and go. Bum, 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 bum. The next bar. Bum, 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 and ready, go. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, ready, go. Bum, ba dum, bum, bum. Okay, now put it together. Bum, bum, ba dum, bum, ba, ba dum, bum, ba. Ready, bum, bum, ba dum, bum, ba, ba dum, bum, bum. Everybody good? Following my process. Next one. I could use my chanter. I'm not using it. I'm not trying to learn how to play it. I'm just using it to so I can hear those notes that I need. Ba ba bum 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 and ready go. Ba be bum 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 and ready go. Ba be bum ba be and ready go. Ba be bum bum be. Then the next one. It's too low for me. And ready, go. Ba ba da bum bum. Now put them together. Da vi bum ba di ya da um ba. And ready, go. Da vi bum ba di a da um ba. And ready, go. Da vi bum ba di a da um ba. Okay, now put the whole line together. And ready and go. Bum ba ba dum ba di ya da um ba bi dum ba di a da um bum. Ready and go. Um bum ba da da di ya di um ba bi dum ba di ya da dum. Okay, and we would do the same thing for the second line. Everybody follow me. Give me a G. Okay, how much time have we spent working on this so far? When we're actually in the act of learning. Like maybe so far we've spent, what, 15 minutes maybe? In the actual act of learning? No, no, Matt, see I talk a lot. I babble, remember? You guys give me shit for it all the time. So uh, on either side of my babbling, the actual time that we've spent learning the tune so far is not that much. I'm going to go with 15 max. All right. Now, the second line doesn't, isn't going to take us that long to learn, blah, blah, blah. Now we're singing the whole part from start to finish. We're starting to hear the music come out. Things are happening. Things are good. We're happy people. What is now, now that we've done that, now we can sing it. What is the next step? Crucial, a crucial next step. Thank you, Steve.
I really appreciate it. You're, you're helping me make my point. Normally, I'd feel insulted, but today you helped me make my point. What's the next step now to the tune learning process? Now, we've got our part. We're singing through it. Very important next step. What is it? Am I frozen or something? Or Jen says, now I'm going to play bar one, simplified. Now John says, I'm going to play the simplified version, tune building only. You couldn't be more wrong. That's not true. You could be more wrong. You could say, for example, you should play the embellished version or something. That would be more wrong. Let's not forget the super vital, most important step at this point. Really, really important. I think it's maybe the most important of the five steps, and it has to happen now. What is it? Now that we can sing the tune, what do we need to do? We've just done all this work. What do we need to do? Guys, it's a three-syllable word. starts with the letter M. Memorize it. Yeah. Oh, I, no matter what I do, I just can't seem to memorize my tunes fast enough. Well, first of all, you're doing it in the wrong order. And second of all, we just did all this work. We just got the rhythm. We're feeling the rhythm in our soul. We got the melody. Now we're feeling the melody in our soul. Now we're going to start to do complicated finger technique to it. I don't think so. Why don't we just memorize the tune, get it out of the way. And then having the tune fully memorized so we know the melody inside and out and we can feel how it's supposed to feel. Okay? And we've memorized it. Now we're going to memorize it. That's phase three. We're going to memorize this thing. Phase three, we got it in our soul. We know how it's supposed to go. Okay, that's going to make the process of adding in the finger technique that much easier. Everybody follow me? Boom, boom. This is how real people learn tunes. This is how you learn tunes too. You just don't know it uh, because you're, you know, and by the way, some of you probably do know it because you've been hanging around for a while, but some of you don't realize it, but this is how you learn music too. What came first when you learned your country's national anthem? What did you do first? Sing the melody or learn all of the words? Yeah, and you know, it might have been the melody with a couple of the words or whatever, right? It's actually fun. It's fun to watch kids, right? Because when they... Um, when they learn music, they learn like a couple of the words, but they're not, they're not usually correct, but the, they have the melody. It's pretty fun. But that's how we learn. Right. Like, for example, I know O Canada, but most Americas, most Americans would say, Oh, Canada. And they might know the next one, but usually it's just, na, 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 na. and then think about any song that comes on the radio that you really like. For me, I could care less about the lyrics. I certainly could care less about like how to play all the chords on the guitar parts. But we can all go na 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 na. We could all do that, right? Maybe we're feeling the rhythm, you know. And then we, maybe we got, it's the final countdown. Maybe we got that part in there. Because, like, those are super iconic words. You know, but uh, that's how we learn. So make sure you learn pipe tunes the same way. Um, if, it's not, if it's not, like, if you're not jamming out, 
by memory, you're not ready to learn the technique of the tune. You're just not. As a matter of fact, I would probably say that it's not just that you're not ready. It's you're shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> yeah? Good? Making sense? Everybody following me? Just memorize it now. Da, 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 da. Right? So, anyway. So let's pretend we were just kind of getting to the end of our part where we were singing it. Now just close your eyes. Oh, crap. Uh, how does it go from here? Oh, man. Okay, let's just look. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it goes. Okay, close my eyes again. It's okay if you have to stop and think about it, gather your thoughts. Very nice. Got through it. You know, like, you know, it's it's not going to be a perfect thing. And you're not a failure if you don't get it the first time. What is this all about? Um, you're not a failure if you don't get it the first time. It's a, it's a, it's a shoveling dirt type scenario. And you're going to get lost, but then you just open your eyes and you check it out. But it'll only take you a couple minutes. Once you've carefully sung through everything, it'll only take you a couple minutes to be able to memorize it. And then what you do is... You walk away. And what I would typically do is I would go about my day. And throughout the day, maybe I'm driving in the car. Maybe I'm walking to lunch. Uh, maybe I'm eating my lunch. Maybe I'm listening to a lecture I don't really have to pay attention to. But I use all of these moments during the day to continue to drum the melody and sing it in my head. And yeah, like I might lose the memorization here and there, but maybe if I think about it or I visualize it, or maybe I can even bring the music up on my phone if I get a chance, you know, uh, I get that going and I get that melody memorized. Once the melody is perfectly memorized, it's easy. It's going to be easy to play it on the chanter. For example, let's pretend the tune I'm learning is Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Okay? Oh, clearly that's not right. Because I know how the tune goes. Okay, let me try something else. Oh, that's better. Now I can audibly, I can confirm whether something is correct or not because I know the tune. So important, right? You actually know it. The sight reading, the, the, what you see on the page here, okay? What you see on the page here is just a reference document. It does not represent how you should learn a tune. Okay, this is just a reference document. It's a record of how the tune should go. But we don't learn the music from the page. We learn the music from our minds. Like we learn how to play it from our minds. We learn how the tune goes in our mind first. Then we learn how to play that tune. Because that's how we learn everything. We learn how it needs to go first, and then we add the details in later. We add the technique of it later. Most of us here are probably not computer programmers, but if we were, let's say we wanted to teach a computer how to dribble a basketball. All right. What would we do first? Would we start writing the code or 
would we outline how the code should work first. If you wanted to teach a computer or a robot how to dribble a basketball and write the code for it, you wouldn't just start writing code. That would be a big mistake. Some super uh, prodigious coders could probably do that. Uh, but for the rest of the world, we would identify like the basic structure of the code first. We'd develop a game plan. We would probably put an outline in place and then we would fill in the details. We'd fill in the technical details later. Okay, that this is how the human brain works. One of the reasons you, and by you, I just mean the average piper. One of the reasons the average piper sucks at memorizing stuff is because they're doing it 100% wrong and going about it all the wrong way. And then the other reason is that people aren't willing to put the time in in the early stages, right? But these early stages are what's important. And the end stages, like how many people here know how to play a D throw, right? Everybody. We all know how to do it, and we all know how to play a grip. Most of us even know how to identify when a grip doesn't sound right, and we know how to fix it. So we already know how to do all that technique already. So what we need to do is we need to build, when we get a new tune, is we need to build a foundation that's super strong, that's committed to our subconscious. And then we should set about doing the technical details, which will take a very short period of time if you've built the proper foundation. We know this is true. Now, what's the mistake most of us make? Most of us get the new tune. And I understand you guys, you dojo people are better because we've, we've been through this. We know there's a right way and a wrong way. But even still, most of you guys got Duncan McGinnis this week. I'm willing to bet you got Duncan McGinnis this week and you, this is what you did. And then what's funny is at the end of all that, you think, nailed it, right? And then second part. I'm, I'm exaggerating a bit, but does that, does that general process seem familiar to anyone? Maybe you don't do that anymore. Maybe you've, wise, maybe you've wised up. But does that general process sound familiar to anyone? It does, because that's what we all kind of do. And, and I get it, right? We have to kind of teach ourselves to set aside our, our, our excitement to just play the tune. Okay? But we all know the way we properly learn is to build things up. When you hear an awesome song on the radio, what's the first thing that you do? Like when you hear something awesome come on the radio, or maybe you don't listen to the radio because mainstream music... It's kind of lame, but when you hear a piece of music that you really like, what do you start to do? Typically, typically. Janet says, you find it so you can listen to it often, and uh, maybe, but uh, Sally's following my train of thought a little bit more closely. She says, you sing along. That's not actually what you do. You, could, you can't. You can't sing along yet because you don't know it yet because it's the first time you've heard it. What do you do? Even before you decide to listen to it again, what do you do? You don't mumble the melody. Uh, Jen, you probably don't even tap along. You start to do this. You start dancing, tapping the foot maybe, and you start feeling the groove. That's the first thing you do, isn't it? Admit it, I'm right. 
when the song comes on that you really like, you start to get into it. You start to do this. Yeah, feeling the groove. Just like Duncan McGinnis, I'm not a big fan of this tune, but when you hear Duncan McGinnis, you might hear the tune and you might say, oh yeah, this tune's pretty good. Uh, but uh, 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 oh, I'm feeling it. But, uh, um, now, when you listen to Angus McCall play it, he just lays it down. It sounds great. I could feel it. I could feel that groove. You know, that's that's really the first thing that you do when you're attracted to a piece of music. Um, is you start to feel the groove, right? And then, then you're definitely going to want to listen to it again. I like that. Um, the second time you listen to it, you might identify different things, but it, it won't be long before you're able to sing along, but you're not able to sing along right away. There's previous, there are other component parts that you need to kind of like, you need to be able to get into. Some of it's just repetition and we let our subconscious and our musical brain do the rest. But hypothetically, right, you could, you could start by learning the rhythm of the tune. Like if I'm learning the final countdown, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start tapping the rhythm. Maybe. That's probably not what I, what I would do, but uh, you could. That would be one of the components. Then you could add the melody in later. One thing you would definitely not do, however, is you would not take the, you would not take the melody and just sing it without rhythm. That would never happen, right? Da 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 See how if I start with the melody, it doesn't work. If I just start with the melody notes, I mean, it makes kind of a cool piece of music, but it's not the song. Isn't that interesting? So like rhythm is the first thing we need to do, even when we're listening to a sound, song. Now, maybe we can combine rhythm and melody. You know, uh, maybe we could do that. But but there is a learning process, right? And uh, maybe it's not quite as linear. And that's OK, too. And I think as you learn pipe tunes, you're going to you're going to, you know, pick up on some nonlinear things that can help you get to the end point sooner. Okay. But, but it's all based on like what we're capable of doing fundamentally. Any questions before we wrap up for today? Today ended up being a lecture about how to learn tunes, but I, I, I hope I blew your mind or uh, offered a nice refresher. Any questions? No, I explained it that clearly. Matt says, are we doing part two tomorrow? Maybe. Beth says, genius. I agree. Genius right here. Genius. No, I don't know. Uh, Diana says, do you do every part the same way? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, you do. Now, uh, usually not in this tune, unfortunately, because this tune is generally extremely unmusical. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, most tunes have a lot of recycled material. So each time you do a subsequent part in the tune, it takes less and less time to learn it. So that's handy. 
yeah, so we'll do some playing around the table tomorrow, probably part two. Although maybe not. Part two is kind of like not my favorite. So maybe we'll do part one. But uh, when when we're hanging out at the dojo, right, in the perfect world, you we release the new tune on a Friday morning. And then you have all weekend to do this kind of stuff that I was just talking about. So a good thing to, to do on a Friday would be to jam through that first part just like we did today. Tap and sing and tap and sing so that you can maybe sing that first part throughout Saturday and Sunday. Maybe you get some time Sunday night to actually finally get around to playing some of the technique in the tune. But in the perfect world, that's kind of what you would be doing so that you're, you're really ready to dig deep on a Monday during class, if that makes sense. And then we could do the same process with part two, which usually doesn't take as long to learn. We could do that throughout the day Monday, work, you know, work on it on, on Tuesday, and then we play around the table with it on Wednesday, that kind of thing. Yeah, in the perfect world, you use that week to your advantage. Okay, well, let's wrap it up there for today. Hey everybody, Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo, and I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening.